Today, we're talking about how the cryptocurrency industry has changed really in the past two years or so, why things have changed and where things might be heading from an industry-wide standpoint. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Crypto Bobby. I hope you are having a great day, great night, wherever you are watching or listening in from. And yeah, today, let's have a quick chat about just how the industry as a whole is, has been changing. And part of this was inspired by a tweet today from, you know him, Anthony Pompliano, aka Pomp. And the tweet itself said, the amount of progress companies and products have made in the most recent bear market is impressive. Builders have time to focus while the tourists are away. And I thought it was a great tweet in general, and I, I think really reigns true, but does go to show how the industry has changed as a whole. And part of that is you know, in 20, not necessarily 2016, but in 2017, there was an incredible mad rush of both capital, money, and people into the industry, both people from a jobs perspective, but also founders. And many of those founders may have had no business starting companies. Many of those founders perhaps just were not built out for what they were supposed to be doing. Um, and a lot of people have come and gone. There have been many, many people that have either worked full-time in the industry or created companies or trying to create companies, and they are no longer here. And it has been interesting to watch the people that have been the quote-unquote builders. I don't know exactly how you define that, but the quote-unquote builders who have kind of hunkered down and lasted the bear market because they have been smart in terms of spending their money and building things that mattered. And also you've seen these people that have in some cases raised millions and millions and tens plus million of dollars that are no longer in the industry. And I'll even give you just like a quick example too on my end. So I, I obviously with, with proof of talent, if you don't know, I run a recruiting firm that works exclusively with companies in the crypto and blockchain space. A lot of the companies, a lot of the candidates that I speak to are not in the industry right now, but interested perhaps in, in coming into the industry. And some candidates I do speak to are working full-time or have worked full-time in the industry in the past. And I've had conversations, some some crazy conversations, and I'm, I'm not going to name names of, of companies because I try to always keep everything you know confidential and, and smart about how I do things. But I've talked to candidates who have worked for companies that raised massive amounts of money and in token sales and ICOs and have simply, the companies have just blown through that money. And now these candidates are either unemployed or looking for a new job because they see the writing on the wall. And that somewhat brings me to my first point outside of just the builders are still here, but the business model matters. And what, what do I say when I mean that? Well, Yes, anybody could have raised a, not anybody, but a lot of people could have raised millions of dollars with a token sale in 2017. It was an incredibly wild time. Businesses that were built on literally just a five to 10 page to 20 page white paper, whatever it was, were able to come out and create almost nothing off the top and raise a ton of money and then start to employ a lot of people. And in one of the conversations that I had, which was pretty wild, I talked to somebody who was one of the first 10 employees at a company that did an ICO, did a token sale, and they scaled up to 100 employees. And now they're back down to less than five. 
So he was one of the first 10 employees there. He joined really early on, helped scale the company up. They grew all the way to over 100 employees in early 2018 from 2017. And now like the only people that are still working on the company, the only people that are still working on the product are the founders. And a lot of that does come down to just the perverse incentives of these ICOs back in the day and really shows why in, in a lot of cases, it's not necessarily the best way to fund a business because the incentives are just misaligned. But it does show that business models do matter. If you give $30 million or $20 million of capital to inexperienced CEOs and they go out and they hire 100 people and they don't have any way to make money, they don't have any revenue model, then that company is going to be in trouble. And at some point in time, most likely, if there's a liquid token in correlation with that, that token will be in trouble as well. So the business model really does matter. And that is when you look at the builders that have done well and they've succeeded in the crypto industry, the ones that are still here are the ones that have figured out how to make money. That is so important. And it is also funny because when you think about the crypto world, there's this whole, there's almost like a mob mentality against making money as, as a company because you are in this space of decentralization. You are in this area where you're trying to disintermediate uh, a number of different industries or processes or or types of companies. It, the whole the whole game is disintermediation. But the companies that have been the most successful so far have been the companies that have obviously figured out a way to to profit. And for the most part, that's been anything related to the speculation of crypto assets. Because as a lot of us know, the biggest use case, or at least in my opinion, the biggest use case for cryptocurrencies for Bitcoin for many. For Bitcoin, but for almost and everything else, basically, is is speculation. These are speculative assets that people are almost treating as as lottery tickets in some sense. And the companies that have built the most impressive business models so far have been the exchanges or crypto lending platforms like the BlockFi's, the Unchained Capitals. Uh, you know, you have the derivatives platforms like the Bitmexes. You have companies that have created. Uh, really like trading data APIs that people can use for more advanced and more sophisticated types of trading. Really, the business models so far have been built around the speculation of these crypto assets. But a lot of the other ones are still up in the air. That's not to say that they won't necessarily materialize, but they still are very much up in the air. And when I, I think too about how the industry's changed you had a lot of those companies in 2017 that that launched those token sales and many of them are either no longer around or a lot of them are still building but they've decided to also try to find other things that they can do to actually make money because perhaps the model with their token is not something that they can sustainably uh you know pay their employees with pay themselves with for the foreseeable future so they have to figure out some type of of revenue model outside of that that has been a progression that i think a lot of people have have realized in the industry another major point to me at least and one of the things that i think has has really changed about the industry as a whole the focus has always been on Bitcoin from an institutional perspective. And I, I throw the word institutional around all the time. And it's it's probably way, 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 way overused. But like from an institutional, whether you're talking about larger crypto funds or 
more professional, more legitimate financial institutions building infrastructure for cryptocurrencies. The vast majority has, and the vast majority of effort continues to be around Bitcoin. Whether or not that makes sense to you, whether or not you are an altcoiner or uh, somebody who thinks that Bitcoin is outdated and not great, whatever, I don't know. But the vast majority and, and the reality, the, the reality of the, the work and the reality of the industry is the, the majority of things from an investment perspective are still being built around Bitcoin, which has been interesting to watch pan out. Now, there has also been a, I think, a resurgence of, of Bitcoin just interest as a whole and a focus of interest because I think there is an overall disillusionment amongst people, for rightly so or not, that remains to be seen. But there is relatively a, a disillusionment by a lot of people who got into the industry in 2017, perhaps early 2018, that got in for the promise of riches and realized that in many cases, altcoins were not that what they were promised to be and are now down potentially 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% on their initial investments if they've held out for a while. But you've seen this kind of resurgence uh, or reinvigoration of, of Bitcoin maximalism. And I don't want to say that as a derogatory term because I know it can sometimes be, but there has definitely been a, a rise of Bitcoin maximalism because it, it, it has been the best performing asset and it has the clearest thesis for many people. Now, I also think that part of this is because right now, being a Bitcoin maximalist for the, the vast majority is kind of the, the in thing or the cool thing. It's what a lot of people are, are into. And if some other altcoin comes out and pumps to the high heavens, you might have some weird, crazy group of, of new maximalists in some other category. But for the time being, you are seeing the vast, vast majority of institutional investment effort focus on Bitcoin because as an asset, it is by far the most liquid. People are the most comfortable with it. People are the happiest with it. There is the most demand for Bitcoin specifically. So you're seeing that focus. And from a retail standpoint, you are seeing a strong resurgence of the average person being most interested in Bitcoin and dismissing other assets, other crypto assets or shit coins or whatever you want to call them, dismissing those because they do not feel like they will ever, they have fulfilled or will ever fulfill the promise that they have presented in the past. So overall, what does this mean for you as either just a participant in the crypto world, an investor in Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies? What does it mean for you in the short term and in the long term? Well, number one, I would say that it is a good thing that the builders have focused, they've doubled down, they've tripled down, They've kind of built on strength. And there have been, as Pomp said it in his tweet, a lot of tourists, a lot of people that were just riding the, the easy capital coattails of 2017. They've picked up, they've left, they moved on to weed stocks or uh, Beyond Meat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but they've moved on to greener pastures because it's not easy sledding in the crypto world anymore. It is a, it's a tough environment. It's a tough place. And if you are not prepared for that with enough capital, enough talent, a good enough idea, you are not going to be in here for the long run if your conviction isn't strong enough. So number one, I do think we've had a nice cleansing of people that were not in the industry for the long run, 
a lot of them have left and that is a truly it's it's a good thing you've you've gotten clarity on who's actually doing uh who's actually building who's here for the long run and who potentially took your money and ran we've seen that it's happened it happened to me i've had i've had bad scenarios with that i've had good scenarios we'll see it in the long run additionally with the subject of of crypto assets and investing in crypto i think a lot of people are obviously like i said most comfortable with bitcoin there is seems to be and and i have personally but there seems to be a decent amount of comfort not as much with bitcoin uh, not as much as bitcoin but with ethereum as well and maybe some of the other platforms out there uh like a tezos or some of the other ones as some of the proof of stake network smart contract platforms there as well but outside of Bitcoin, outside of Ethereum, and maybe a select few of the uh, smart contract platforms, and then some of the exchange tokens like the BNBs or the uh, FTTs or the Leos or the you know just the exchange tokens in general that are kind of pseudo securities that give you some type of access to profit, I am relatively curious to see what tokens, what ICO tokens do in the long run and if they're ever able to build some level of sustainability. We're still in the point where it's relatively early on. We still had a lot of companies that raised a good amount of capital and they're still trying to you know, maybe minimize that burn rate as much as possible, build enough to, to get by, but they really haven't figured out a true business model. So can any of these companies with uh, that did token sales, can they actually figure out ways in which to, to monetize those uh, to, to monetize either their token or to monetize the technology that they built to build sustainable long-term infrastructure. And again, rather funny because so many of these tokens and so many of these projects and just the industry as at large is, is very much built to remove and to eliminate uh, intermediaries. But how does one build a sustainable business? How does one continually fund a project if there is no revenue or long-term sustainable growth or way to capture value from a token. It's going to be fascinating to watch. I don't really know of anybody who's doing an incredibly good job on it so far. You know, sure, some tokens have actually performed okay in 2019. Uh, shout out Link Army, but still I'm unsure about the subject of token economics and if that is just total voodoo science, or if we'll ever see somebody kind of make it work and see a bunch of other uh, projects piggyback off of it and be able to build some type of sustainable long-term situation for themselves. Outside of that, I hope you enjoyed this just overall conversation. Kind of wanted to, to sit back, uh, shoot the shit with you guys and talk a little bit about how I think the industry's changed, uh, be it with the token sale environment, be it with the focus on Bitcoin, the tourists leaving as as pomp said and a lot more if you enjoyed this podcast would love for you to leave a rating and a review would mean a lot to me helps to get this podcast out to as many people as possible so i appreciate it make sure to do that thank you so much for your time crypto bobby signing out i hope you have a good one peace